Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pull Box Pals. I am Mark and this is my fellow monk over here just shaking his fist like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, my fellow monk. Uh, that either means that I am a monk along with you or that, uh, uh, that is I'm your fellow. Well, you're my fellow, but, 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 but you're monk. I am your fellow, fellow monk. monk. I am I am your fellow monk. Yes. Huh. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm happy about where we're currently at on this. If you're watching the video, our yeah. heads look incomparable <laughs> size. Oh, yeah, let's, I, let me get closer. Here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, so, how, Mark, I've got yeah. a question for you. Yeah, what's up, man? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. It's my uh, it's my birthday week. It's your birthday week. It's my birthday week. Oh my, my gosh. Birthdays, yeah, on Saturday. And uh, man, you're saying that was just such surprise. <laughs> so full disclosure, this is our second attempt at this. If you're watching this live, you probably would have seen that. If you're listening back, hopefully you're listening back to a uh, saved full podcast. But uh, we had some technical yeah. difficulties. But, yeah, but we're, we're back to the races again. It is Mark's birthday. He's turning 36 this weekend. I'm turning 36. That is correct. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, and I was I was just talking about how I'm kind of looking at the six-year segments of my life and uh, the important things that happened within them. And I, I feel like I could write a book, maybe. You should no, write a I, book, buddy. Why I, not? I might. You know, I, I do have I do have a really good title for it. Oh, don't spoil it. Don't spoil <laughs> it. I, I won't. It's a secret. You want to sit on it. Sit on titles are good. You want to sit on those or titles are important. Yeah. I just said titles are good. Titles are title, bad. Title, titles are good. I also like when you find a title that has a good subtitle to reinforce the title. I think you would like have to have a subtitle nowadays, right? Like you can't just have something called a thing. Like everything has to have like a little punch up on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, because like how, how many titles can stand alone on their own anymore? Like, you see titles I guess that's regurgitated. True. So yeah, I guess a subtitle in some sense is is needed. But uh, how often, how good are you at remembering like the subtitles to like Moon Knight? Like I like Moon Knight that happened in God and Kings or whatever, you know? The arc yeah. the arc names. Yeah. Uh I think it has to it would it, it just has to depend on uh what it was. Because like yeah. there's some of them, there's some of them though, and mostly just like classics that stand out to me. Like a lot of Batman arcs from the past, like I I can't. They're like unforgettable. I mean, there's a Killing Joke. There's mm -hmm. uh, what Year Zero. Um, yeah, but those are the name of like trade paperbacks and like standalone like miniseries. I'm thinking of like you know like if I I'm sh there's like oh, Captain see, America and like Dimension. It's like Castaway and Dimension Z. You know like yeah. those kind of arc names. Um, oh, okay, those are a little bit, I think, harder, but they're also like I literally I just made a joke about it, but I know that there's a Hulk arc called God and Monsters because I was looking around like at a discount store around here that has uh, yeah. comic comic books in it. And uh, one of the arcs of Hulk was called God and Monsters. And then I saw another one that was like God and Kings. And I forget whose that was. But I'm like, man, like you got to be a little bit more creative with your titles instead of just actually i think i have god and kings up here because now i'm remembering it's an all new invaders oh um, yeah the invaders are a really cool group that 
kind of get slept on. That'd be a cool MCU thing that I don't think they'll ever they won't be able to ever do. Because if they did, it would probably be a show. Yeah, but it wouldn't make any sense that like Captain Bucky had these adventures that we don't know about with a human torch and a uh uh it's not yeah. a and he's not even human, he's a synthetic man, and there's also Namor, you know, so a lot of this is kind of not man, there's just, a huge there's a huge call for Namor. Hell yeah, man. I want him so it, huge. Yeah. It's I think Namor would do very well. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk MCU. Uh, so new, um, uh, new moon Knight came out this week. Um, I, uh, sadly have not finished watching it because I keep starting it like right before I typically fall asleep and so well, it's in pieces. So, so, but, but well, Mark, that kind of leads me to ask you, are you experiencing moon Knight esque phenomenons where you're blacking out and you're coming back? Are you covered in blood? How are your fist? Uh, I'll, any... I'll, I I definitely have been having conversations with myself in the mirror. Do you have I any don't... trinkets that look like they come straight out of uh, Aladdin? Oh, sometimes. Yeah. They're just in my hand and bloody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I I. OK, so I watched the latest episode. Honestly, it's my least favorite out of all three, but it's still a great series. I this is probably. Uh, for me, outside of like, ironically enough, Hawkeye has the most rewatchability. Maybe hmm. uh, I would really like to rewatch um, WandaVision. Yeah, but I just haven't gotten around to to doing that yet. I want to now that you say that, and too, because last week I, you know, I kind of forgot about F- Hawkeye. Um, yeah, you were so bold. I was thinking about that after after we were done. I'm just like, he just I think he missed one and he was so confident with well, his number at first. But I, I even said, like, I think I may have missed one and I, I did bring it up. Like, yeah, oh, it was Hawkeye. I forgot about Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye was like interesting. And I do want to watch it again because there's a, there's there's a lot of questions to be asked. And I, I think I, I might agree with you that it probably does have more rewatchability value to it. Um, because it wasn't directly connected as far as I can tell to, um, what's already come out in the MCU where it's just like, they all seem like they have a point, uh, leading up to the movies. I don't really know what like Hawkeye is going for. Um, yeah, but I think it can just be a standalone story and just be a beautiful day in the life of Hawkeye. Yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah, have to and- always be multiversal things and that's kind of and i just want to point this out before he gets mad at me for ignoring his comment that not that he would do that but uh, uh-huh. anthony mentioned the last trailer for dr strange also came out which i just bought my tickets yeah. for i think this week as well uh, i'm trying to not watch any trailers for that because honestly i feel like they've given away a lot already and uh i'm yeah i just kind of want to go in as blind I, as possible so you're not you're not a you're like me then you don't like spoilers going in I do for like lesser movies that I'm less interested in, but this one seems like it's going to be, uh, here's what I'm going to say. I'm, I, I hope that this is kind of like a nice cap on whatever this multiverse thing is. I think it's going to be a little bit different when, um, maybe, you know, cause Kang's coming up. So I don't really yeah. know what the future is and maybe it will be more, more multiversal things, but I think that they need a coherent 
like this is the multiverse and hopefully that is what happens in the multiverse of madness i hope they go into the illuminati room and professor stewart's like there is the multiverse and i come from a universe where i wasn't exploded and then spoiler alert she probably explodes them so and i i think that you're gonna be right though because back before any of phase four released feige himself said like the main things that you want to pay attention to are wandavision spider-man and the new doctor strange movie because they were all directly linked in some way um i was kind of surprised after loki came out that that wasn't included because it seems like loki is pretty pivotal for the multiverse but it also seems like based on what feige said that i think after uh we see the new doctor strange movie um i think that's going to be the actual catalyst where things like are going to turn and we're gonna be like okay so this is what we're sitting in and then the next thing that comes out i believe is thor love and thunder um yeah and which i would imagine is probably not gonna have anything to do with it's probably just gonna be a fun romp it might be a fun romp but i mean there's so many questions though too to ask because i mean uh, mjolnir is returning but we saw mjolnir get crushed yeah the hammer so um there has to be some aspect of the multiverse to it but no if you see in some promotional footage it looks like it's a reassembled because it looks like the pieces have come back together because it looks destroyed and like put back together um but i don't know maybe um yeah who knows like maybe they could just be going through the multiverse because literally like it's it's out in like what four months less than that and it's we haven't seen it's anything July. from it. Yeah. Yeah. So like we haven't seen anything for that. Yeah. Well, the, so. uh, D- Disney lately has been really uh, playing a lot of stuff pretty close to the chest in terms of when they release trailers and whatnot lately. Cause even with like in the star Wars world, it's like, we still haven't really seen much from Kenobi, but that's, it's coming up pretty quick. Well, I don't want to keep going on this cause I want to yeah, get into let's comics, not. but let's uh, do it. Yeah. Let's just get into comics. We'll, we'll start <laughs> a side podcast called uh, uh ticket stub that was great right off right off the bat there i like that maybe we'll do that we'll we'll see how this goes tickets to buds wow wow well yeah get into what you got this week what did what did you pull out of that box oh this is what's really funny is the first the thing that i had on the top of the list was from not anyways it doesn't matter what i got this week my friend Mark, it would be hit me number two. I reviewed issue number one. Did I or I can't remember? I, I might did. have. I might have mentioned. I know I bought this in the course of this podcast's existence. Issue number one, um, and I just to be honest, it was kind of a little like too much for me at, at to begin with. But I really love the art. I'm going to give it another go. I'm going to dive in issue number two, and hopefully, it's a little bit more story driven and not so much about the characters next i'm trying to figure out where to put my comics my i'm just literally drowning in comics over here it would be <laughs> rain number four so not to uh jump ahead and oh and by the way that uh hit me number two was from awa upshot studio oh, okay um yeah that's who put that out this is from image comics and i had a rain number three kind of just sitting on my to read pile for a while and i got back to it last night because i remembered that this was coming out today so i thought i'm like oh that'll be great you know it'd be easy for me to just kind of jump right back in and and pick up where i kind of left off 
Um, and I, I never issue number. Well, I'm going to start going to, I want to actually review it later, but I, yeah. let me just say, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to talking about it with you. Um, yeah. And I haven't read number four yet, but I'm really looking forward to doing that. And this I picked up mostly just out of the novelty of it all. Um, but it is Marvel. Uh, it's from Marvel. It's X-Men House <laughs> of 92. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. House. Yeah. Um, and I got this just kind of because it's just a five off, uh, five off miniseries. And so I thought it'd be a lot of fun to kind of just dive into the X-Men world and yeah. just see what the heck those guys are up to. It's kind of confusing reading the X-Men now. I have House of X and House of M. Um, I yeah. have a trade paperback of that. And I'll give it a go sometime. But boy, how it is. Uh, you, you haven't read those yet? I got like halfway through and I'm just like, man, this is just so it's so hard to follow. I'll like, give you one not, better. I would say before you even get to House of M, catch up on Scarlet Witch. Like anything that's like key to her story. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's kind of key going into House of M is just understanding her arc because House of M, sorry to go back to the MCU, is a very big part of um, WandaVision in terms okay. of right just just exploring who the character of of Wanda slash uh, Scarlet Witch is. Right. Um, but then again, also, have you noticed that when Disney is pulling a new Marvel thing out of their hat, that they always are releasing these kind of comical five arc issue uh, things like they did it with Moon Knight right mm-hmm. before Black Widow came out? We had a Taskmaster one, which was like, honestly, it was hilarious. I don't know if they meant it to be funny, to be honest, but like, yeah, the, di- never... the dialogue of Taskmaster, I was I I was uh, what what's the old saying? Rolfing? Rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> that's they, that's, that is the old saying. Yeah. But the, the thing that I loved most about this uh, comic was just I I am a huge fan of this version of uh, Cyclops. Like, yeah, he's just such oh, a strong, a... confident leader. He's got a great outfit. Like, I I love that Scott Summers. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, that's mine, too. That's my that, that's my dream. Scott Summers. That's the one I'm familiar with. I always remember as a kid too, when the show first came out, I was being like, "Why in the old ones did they cover his hair?" You yeah. know, he he has like got, a like a swim cap cowl on, like yeah, it's no good. He's got beautiful he's hair. Not, he got he got to let those locks show. All right, so I got <laughs> another one for you. Yeah, it is Ghost Cage, and this, I said I'm I was interested. Look, dude, have you seen inside of this at all? No. So, I will. Uh, perfect it looks essentially just like a manga. Oh. oh my gosh yeah so that was the reason that i picked it up because i'm like oh i'm so interested in what this is and i'm gonna be it's it's 64 pages so it's a big and it's it was uh six bucks but it was worth it because it was so enjoyable but i started falling asleep at the end so i need to uh read <laughs> it because it but it was it was super enjoyable um yeah i it was it it felt very much to like what I feel like mangas feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm actually, I was actually planning on reviewing that. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Um, but the last thing, the last one that I got, let's see if I can pull it up for you here. I have, it's a digital uh, copy of something. And it is dark beach. Number one. Look how beautiful that cover is. 
I'm so upset that my comic shop didn't have it because I, I really is that the it. is that the main cover for it? That's yeah, it's the main cover. Okay, I think so I I saw that at my shop, um, and I oh. considered getting it, and I'm regretting I didn't. But it was it, it was it was not that cover, so. dude. So uh, some uh, inconsistent question that we ask on this podcast is: Are you going to add that to your pool box? And it's a hundred percent yes on that. I don't want to uh review it or spoil anything about it but it was i actually just read it before we started uh going on this and it was fantastic and it's nice. only two dollars on comiXology so actually that's what originally uh <laughs> piqued my interest was because i'm like oh it's you know it's cheap it's a number one i'll pick it up and see how it is and honestly it's it was the thing that i've enjoyed so far out of everything that i've read last week and this week and i've been reading some good stuff there's there's things that came out this week that like or let me say rather that there was nothing that came out this week that i was particularly really looking forward to but i found mm -hmm. some really great stuff um so you know i took some some chances with some things i dropped two bucks you know and i ended yeah. up finding a comic that i'm gonna end up having to drop you know eight bucks just to get the actual physical copy of it you know oh yeah and uh, it looks like it's uh it's only two. There's only gonna be two issues for it. Oh, really? At least the, I'm looking at the Amazon right now. It just says one of two, Dark Beach. Okay, so, maybe maybe it uh, will be. Um, I, I might be wrong, story, but it. Uh, I mean, maybe it, the second one could be big. Maybe it's just the two that listed at the moment because they might just be adding it later. Because I know you can do the pre-order for issue two at the moment, so that might just be what that is. But um, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking checking them out i didn't list like anybody's name or like did a bad job but that last one's from behemoth and there's been some other great things that i've read from behemoth um behemoth is also doing i believe that heavy metal drummer which is like an incredibly trippy surreal sci-fi alien yeah. you know horror thing it's yeah so yeah man I've i'm confirmed just... I'm, I'm incorrect it is not one of two okay. there's there's, yeah, always look at League of Comic Geeks. They they tell you the future. Shout out to League of Comic Geeks. <laughs> they do. It's like that's where I saw that's like so much stuff about Silver Coin and uh, where's the farthest place from here. Yeah, but, yeah. That's Anyways, awesome, what, man. What did you get? What did I get? Well, uh, it was mostly a Marvel week for me, uh, which is not always a you know. It's not a I, I I like I like when I have a good mix of like Marvel and indie stuff. Um, but I had one indie, which I'm going to show last. Um, but uh, the new Darth Vader came out this week. This is a variant cover. Um, this is one I actually, as far as variant covers go, I expect the value of it to increase just based on its cover. Um, so here's the main cover for it. I always get two Darth Vader's. I don't know why. Well, other than, yeah, I do. I want the... And then here's Star Wars. Star Wars came out this week as well. Both issues, uh, 22... Um, I haven't gotten into them yet, and I actually I kind of want to reread the 21 for each of those before I get into these ones. But they're still Crimson Rain tie-ins, um, which have been fun, uh, other than, yeah, I haven't really been enjoying what I talked about last week with Bounty Hunters, how that's ending, but it's probably something I need to sit with. Um, I also picked up my last issue. I just stopped getting this in my pull box because um, I don't really read that, and I get it more for my son. Um, but it's uh, the Miles Morales issue number 37. Um, so that's 
that one just this is the last one i'm getting and it's exiting my pull box and i will if i catch up on it it'll be on marvel unlimited and then the one and only indie comic i got this week the finale of last flight mm. out so I'm, I'm pretty stoked on this. Um, I'll probably read it tonight and I'll probably read it a few times and uh, probably review the series uh, next week. Nice. Um, and I have a surprise. You already know about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were for me. Is... I'm like, wait, it's your birthday. Did you get yourself a cake from me? My God. Nope. Well, I did. I did. This is something I kind of splurged on myself for my birthday because uh, I, I, you know, we talked about last week thumbing through uh, just, you know, what your comic book shop has to offer that's just sitting on the shelves or sitting in their boxes. And my shop has like kind of an archive section in the middle of their shop where they have some back issues. And I think I've talked about here, too, that I'm reading back through my favorite Moon Knight series that uh, Charlie Houston put out. And I got to the issue where the Punisher makes an appearance and they talk about some history that they have together. And it was just like super fun. I'm like, well, I don't actually know that history because I, I don't think I've read, I haven't read that much Moon Knight other than some like really, really old ones when he first came around. And this is from the early 90s. Uh, but I bought myself four issues. And this is a story arc called Blood Brothers. And these covers are just fascinating. You got Punisher on that one. Look what he's doing to the Moon Knight up top. He's he's shooting through it. He's shooting through it. What a bad man. But yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited to, to go through oh. these. But yeah. Oh, so, that's a great issue. Yeah. So, um, and the reason I say I splurged is because uh, the first two, so issues uh, 35 and 36 here, are in near mint condition so they were a little bit pricey yeah. um, they even have like their hardbacks in them when i got them these last two are probably in just like fair condition uh they don't yeah. have a hard they don't have a, a board in with them and then i was also just look at the back covers of these this is what i love about picking up just random old issues you just see like <laughs> what's what was for sale back then yeah well and this is like man i had i had that rules. stuff so yeah but yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited to have those and dig into them and just you know all the crazes surrounding Moon Knight right now because of the show and yeah. might as well keep digging. So dude, but yeah. he's so good. I like it's such an he's such an interesting character. Um, he is. Yeah, there's so, actually I found I don't know if I told you this, but like a few months ago I was just digging around because I wanted to get more familiar with Moon Knight before the show came out, and there's a podcast. Uh, by these two Australian guys, I think, who it's completely dedicated to Moon Knight. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Like the podcast um, itself? The podcast itself. I cannot remember what it is called, but I listened to a few episodes of it. And uh, so it's just like, if you don't want to read through, uh, their their podcast might be a good place to go. Nice. Um, Shout out to them. Up. Yeah. So let me actually see if I can find what well, it's yeah, called. it seems like it was a good pool week for us all it was. we need to start doing something with dc because we're like literally we're hitting like indie we're like behemoth image yeah. scout like we'll do all those but then dc we're like meh but I just, i'm i'm still I just really bad. struggling with like i'd much rather just read old dc because i've i don't know it's like it's like i've, I've said before i i haven't pulled in a dc comics since probably 2014 
because mm-hmm. I'll I'll thumb through them, I'll read about them, and I've just I can't get excited about anything that's happening. And I, I know that there's people out there who are diehard fans and like will disagree with me, but uh, I would say over the last eight years, DC hasn't done anything comic wise that's really like floated my boat unless somebody's mm-hmm. told me like, hey, you need to read this. Um, that's usually when I pick it up. I wanted to jump on the Suicide Squad when that started, um, but I missed issue one, and I couldn't for the life of me get a, a like, they're, they didn't do a second reprint, or I couldn't get my hands on it, something like that. I, I just couldn't remember, and then now it's like 14, it's it's pretty far in, and I'm bummed because I really wish I could have jumped on that and stayed on that, but yeah, what are you going to do? What are you well, going to do? Hey, man, you mind if I talk about uh, this here comic Rain? for a little bit go go for it man so yeah i feel bad i didn't mention them off the top who uh made this but this is by joe hill david m boer zoe Tro- uh thoroughgood and chris hollow ran i'm sorry if i said any of those incorrectly but mark i wanted to show you the cover of issue three okay because i thought it was connecting to something that we'll be talking in just a, a theme for our podcast that continues to come up. But if you were to look at this little boy, what does this boy kind of look like? <laughs> a vampire. A vampire. And guess what, Mark? Wouldn't you know that he has some sort of disease where he can't really go out into the sun? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, for some reason, it's just vampires. or Like... Uh, just full spoiler for what we're going to be talking about. Almost everything that we're going to be talking about from here to the end of the episode have vampires in it. Is that correct? That is correct. Wow. Yes. Um, so, except, no, I'm going to be talking about Ghost Cage. I should have started with Ghost Cage because Ghost Cage doesn't have any vampires, but uh, I fucked up the order. Um, That's fine. So You're forgiven. I'm sure I if I've mentioned this pod, uh, if, if if I've mentioned this comic before on the podcast, I've probably mentioned the premise of the comic, but it's simply that one day in Colorado, it rains shards of glass. Oh, and I remember so, you telling me about this. Yeah. yeah. So it gets interesting because the uh, one of the the one of the uh, how do you say that the survivors that were following the main uh, protagonist. Uh, they're trying to get from one point to another, and obviously a lot of roadways are shut down, communication is shut down, because it's it's continuing to happen. It's continuing to rain shards of glass. And um, yeah, so it's it's very interesting because a lot of the times in like doomsday um, comics or whatever you see, you see it from the perspective of like post the uh, apocalyptic event right so it's usually like some person waking up or like you're just coming in at a camp that's already established or something like that you know what i mean yeah this is interesting because it's just following a girl who's you know colorado is pretty sparse so just walking very long distances trying to keep cover from rains and it's interesting because you know cults are popping up and there's already uh conspiracy theories about where these came from and there's rumors of war but they can't really hear about the war because they don't have any sort of you know connection to the outside world so it's it's super fascinating because again even there there's an isolated event which is something that isn't really covered in um 
apocalyptic things. It's usually the whole world is going o- over at some time or something like that. Well, I mean, I guess that's maybe there are cases where like Gotham is excommunicated from the rest of society and they can't communicate. But this seems a little bit more isolated and alone from that, just given the setting of Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's it's. I, I will say the writing is a little bit like me sometimes, but it's the story and the characters. The characters are very well fleshed out. All of them seem like you're like they had a life behind this story. Something that, you know, you want to look out for when you're reading stories is like, did this character exist prior to this moment? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, does, yeah. does it have like a rich background? Does, do they have a personality? All those types of things. And it seems like everybody in here has those that sort of reality. And yeah, so I've just I've really been enjoying it. Um, I would recommend when you get the uh, when it comes out, I don't know how many issues there are going to be. I would assume it doesn't look like it's wrapping up anytime soon. So I'm assuming six. Um, But when that comes when that's done, I would highly recommend getting the trade paperback because this will definitely one you want to just sit and read continuously because all the issues pick up right after each other. So you can just plow through as one good story. All right. Well, what do you got, buddy? All right. Well, did you still want to talk about your other one real quick? The. Yeah, I can. I figured we'd go back and forth and then. Why don't you get Double those two out of the way? Because we got the we got two that we're both talking about. So let's just go two, sure. two, and and two. There we go. We're switching it two, up. Two each, so two this together. Is, this is the one. I don't know how this slipped my mind when this came out. This was not new to this week. I'm pretty sure it came out last month, or at least at the beginning of this month, maybe last week. Um, yeah, there's just that ghost cage. It's the mango looking thing. Saw it. Uh so it's it's very interesting. There's this like I really like called, that art. Yeah, dude, it's fantastic. Um, the whole thing is wonderful. The writing, the lettering. You know, we we rarely ever talk about lettering on this, but the lettering in this is really fantastic. Um, it's you know it's simple, but there's times where it's it's switched up. I mean, you can see it even in here. I'll try to get us. You know, well, it's kind of hard, but there's. Let me just say for those of you who can't see the comic in my hands right now that there are different styles of writing and that obviously show emotions and all those mm-hmm. types of things. And it's there, the, how do you say this? The, the letters are utilized well to actually tell uh, emotion and, and he made things, yeah. but um, yeah, it's, it's about, there's this uh, hyper super technologically advanced um, company. And one of the scientists makes this AI called Alex, which is the this guy right here. He's the this gentleman. Oh, this is very hard to do on the backward <laughs> screen. That older gentleman is he's actually a hologram, but he somehow created this guy and he is in charge of taking down. I can't tell if he's on here, but there's a monster that needs to be destroyed. Um, and Yeah, it's just it's super fascinating. Yeah. I'm just. I, I literally feel like a child talking to like an old an adult right now about them. Like, there's, <laughs> and then there's this guy and he does this and there's the, the, the oh. <laughs> and let me the, all that sound of just being like it's it's just so nice to like we read a decent amount of comics and it's yeah. so nice to like read something that is just like wow this is so like just 
new, you know? And yeah, it, I think because it's so manga influenced and that's not really my world, people from manga would rip, maybe look at it and be like, oh, you're just kind of ripping off whatever, whatever. But as yeah. somebody who doesn't have any feet in that world, it's just a fantastic experience. Yeah. So well, it's just, it's, yeah, I, I like seeing art take from art. And so yeah. that, that's what I, that's what, when you were talking about it, that's what kind of interests me about it, like kind of adapting that, the manga style, because it is, it's, I mean, manga worldwide is far more popular than like how America does comics. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, but like, it's also when you're raised in the West, it's really hard. We're, we're not really taught to accept change. And so I like when we have things like changes integrated in subtly mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah oh well, yeah cool, man. man that's this is definitely going to be in my pool box um i think there's only like three it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long run so i'm very excited to yeah to see where this this thing goes that's awesome and even if they are like i said this is six bucks but even if it is i'm i'm I, this is definitely two comics worth of material so i'm not even upset because yeah. i'm literally going to have to go back and reread it just because the length of it I don't want to say put me to sleep, but I fell asleep because it just took me so long to get through because it's so good. And you it is dense, but it's not a complicated dense. It's just yeah, you're clearly jumping into a world and yeah. there's a, just a lot to pick up on, you know? Yep. All right on. Well, let me uh, let me step into my first review. Um, OK, so uh, this series just wrapped up last month, I believe. I think that no, sorry. Uh, I think this actually came out in February, but for some reason my shop didn't get my copy of the third issue. So I got my fourth issue before I got my third issue and I was still waiting for my third issue to come in. Um, and wouldn't you know it, I forgot that they were still bringing it into me and I ended up getting two of the third issue. <laughs> so, but they're, they're sharing the same, the same, uh, nice, nice sleeve. So, but yeah, it's called cross to bear. So this is issue three. Let's do this side so you can see it. Uh, this is a very fun Western series. It's basically Jack the Ripper goes to the West. So if you're familiar with like the history of Jack the Ripper, the basis is, is that there's like a string of five murders in 1888. Um, and then again, like the same style of murders came up like, uh, like five years later. But there's always this question of like, if that is the same person, what was happening in the middle time? And so this series starts in 1889 and Jack the Ripper has fled uh, London and come to the American West. Um, so it's a fun classic Western tale. that was really, really fun for the first three issues and probably about half to three quarters of the fourth issue. Oh no. Yeah. Um, is that good or I, bad? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, let me, let me, I'll go in a little bit more depth, but basically okay. the background of it is, uh, the guys who have this cross to bear are two brothers and they're part of an ancient order. And they, I believe are kind of immortal in a sense, or at least like they can only be killed, but they will not die naturally and they don't age. They're not, they're not vampires, uh, but they just, these two brothers are part of an order that looks like it dates back to the crusades. Right. But here mm -hmm. they are in the American West. The younger brother shows up. He needs help from his older brother. His older brother gets looped into it because his wife gets murdered uh, by by Jack the Ripper. Um, so then it becomes uh, like kind of this chase of Jack the Ripper. Uh, and then 
Turns out Jack the Ripper is a vampire. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, Uh, which I don't think that this is the first time in like pop culture that we've seen Jack the Ripper become a vampire because I believe that there is a style of vampire called a Ripper and they're like the type of vampire who like they don't just like bite and suck your blood. They like tear you apart. They rip you apart. And so... Uh, I think that they're trying to get at that, but he was still a classic Jack the Ripper and, you know, he, he cuts throats uh, and he was kind of bored of being a vampire, uh, which was, and like when it got to that point, it was like, okay, cool. Like you wrapped it up. Jack the Ripper's a vampire. And then they threw in this whole extra thing at the end where you're just like, where did this come from? I'm really confused. I don't know what's going on here. And it just, it, it was kind of like, if you, have you ever been in, I know you've been on a plane, but have you ever been on a landing plane? It's coming in, the flight's been smooth, it's just been really, really good, and then they're going down, and you feel the wheels touch the ground, and you're like, cool, that's, we're hitting the ground, but then all of a sudden it like, bounces mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, it just seems like that's what happened with the, this series. It was coasting super, super well. They got to the landing, and they hit a bump in the landing, which caused it to go like this. And I just, I'm kind of, I'm just disappointed by it, to be honest. It was. I want to know what it is. Well, it's, I, I don't want you to spoil it. Maybe just remember that and tell me off air what happens. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the ending, but the ending honestly just kind of, it ruined the series for me. Um, I was going to ask if you still, do you still enjoy it though? Yeah, it was. So again, it's just. There's more. There's more to look at in a comic than than the story. You also are looking at you. You mentioned lettering. We never talk about lettering, but like, mm-hmm. yes, the the whole the whole construct of the comic series in general is brilliant. Like, I love the artwork. Love the lettering. Love the coloring, uh, especially when people are able to use the coloring to uh, bring you into the scene and make you feel like you're in there. You get a lot of that in Cross the Bear. Um, and it, it was, it was a very fun series. I was very excited. Uh, like, you know, after issue two, I was like, I'm definitely going to finish this out. Um, I just loved where it was going, but I just, yeah, sadly, I don't like how it finished. So um, I would say if it ever comes up for free on like comiXology, like give it, give it a read through, but yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say spend your money on it. Huh. And that's from Aftershock, right? And it's from Aftershock. So I read a, a series from Aftershock called um, uh, it was called Knock 'em Knock 'em Dead, and they had a similar thing too, where it was the last issue, like time jumped, and just told a really weird story, and I was just like, what? And I uh, I I wonder if that's just kind of their thing they like weird hooks at the end of uh, stories. I mean, I've, yeah. I've had a lot of great stuff from Aftershock. Um, that that story itself was great outside of the kind of the weird ending um, yeah well and, and then it's, it's hard to write an ending it's hard to write an ending and i just i don't know I, I wanted to make sure i wasn't like the only person who was disappointed and so i checked out another review site and read or watched his review on it and um and he said the same thing it was just like the way he phrased it was it was kind of like watching the last lord of the rings movie it's just like pick mm-hmm. an ending like just yeah. pick a point, just pick a point to stop at. And yeah. that like, yeah. So it just, it was a very fun series. I'll give it that. But like, if you choose, if anybody listening chooses to uh, read it, let me know. 
if you were also disappointed by the ending. There we go. I, I would love to know. Um, and then let's, before we get into what our, what I think we're both fairly excited about, let me get to my last review, which is still more vampires. Uh, Cult of Icarus. Um, there's, this is the one that most that came out last week. Um, but yeah, I was able to read covered. these back to back cause I skimmed through this when it came out. Um, and it was fun. Uh, let me, uh, see what I wrote here. Okay. So like first issue was pretty like it was just fun it was a familiar vampire story it's just like nothing's changed there's vampires there's vampire killers and then there's like this chosen one that the the story you can tell like this is the focal point this person's the focal point of this whole story um and so why while it fits into like the regular like vampire routine of yes killers and vampires uh i think what's really great about this series and what they did really good in issue one is they set the tone and the vibe of the series very well. Uh, the style of the art really fits how the story is being told because it's supposed to be like modern day. And there's kind of this like punk rock kind of like 1980s punk rock vibe to it. And I feel like the artwork, um, I mean, you can kind of see it on, on this first cover. Mm hmm. It kind of tells it all that it's there's there's this kind of rock and roll aspect to it, and so it's it's not really adding anything new to like vampire lore, but it is just appropriating it, I think, for like modern day, um, and like Who's even here part? too. Uh, this is put out by uh, it's put out by Scout, Scout Comics, and the writer is Jenna Lynn Wright. Um, okay. this is, this is my first go with, with Jenna. So, um, but I really like it. I really feel like issue one's really set the tone and then the follow-up of issue two, which again, I'll show it here on motorcycles. Um, it, it, I think that if you have a really good issue one that really starts setting that tone like this does, I think your issue two should just kind of level up. I don't mm -hmm. think it should continue on. I think it should just go. You're riding this plane, and then you just move up, and you're riding on a new plane. And while we're dealing with the familiar lore of vampires, um, issue two just creativity, creatively, there we go. There you go. I was trying to combine creatively and creative together. Um, my bad. Uh, <laughs> but this and this one became a lot less about. Um, like the first, the first issue had a lot of action in it uh, surrounding the main character, and the second one just had a lot more dialogue, and there was just a lot more like world building and character building. And by the end of issue two, you're just like, okay, I'm ready to see what dirty shit these people are about to get into. I'm just ready for it. Like, give it to me now. So, uh, yeah, I really liked it. It's going to remain in my pull box. Um, I don't know how many issues it's going to be. I'm guessing it's going to be five because that seems pretty status quo for uh, Scout Comics. They do yeah. typically four or five arcs and then put out a. Do they? I don't think they do trade paperbacks. They do. Um, I've seen a couple. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're probably not as common because there's such they're a, such a small indie that's probably uncommon for them depending on. I would assume that the amount of trade paperbacks that they sell is, you know, in relation to how many single copies they sell. So that's yeah. probably where a lot of the uh, comic book stores have to make their decisions. 
Yeah, I'm going to yeah, show a little bit of the artwork here on the inside. But Seattle's is kind of like grungy. Yeah, I love it. I think I'm like, I might get into this. Yeah, so that that's one thing that, again, it's just if the artwork can suck me in, I'm probably going to get sucked in by the writing as well and the dialogue. So, yeah, art gets me too. I'm a big fan of good art. All right. Well, I think we, we both do. Let's do it. We want us. We starting with the little guys. Yeah, let's start with the little guys. Do we have the same cover for this? I don't know if we do. Here's, uh, also, here's mine. Just for people who uh, we don't. For people who listen to the audio version, I'm sorry that you can't see these covers, but uh, yeah, make sure to follow you, us on Facebook and on YouTube, and you can check them out there. But, uh, yeah, we do. We do like to post our comics. So if and, oh yeah, and on Instagram, all that stuff, you can wherever on social media. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to do you want to kick it off on this one? I guess Why not? Just talking a whole bunch. So you want to keep talking a whole bunch? <laughs> yeah, let me get to my let me get. OK, so, yeah, this is uh, for people who have been listening. You might already remember that this is this is written by Jeff Lemer. Lemire, I'll figure it out. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at trying to figure. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's another thing too. I'm sorry I didn't mention the creators of Cross to Bear. I can't pronounce their names. Like <laughs> they're, oh. they're I think I think that they they're an international uh, crew, maybe from like another country, but all their last names are like maybe Slavic. I'm not entirely sure. certain, but. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do injustice to butchering their names, so I, I I I shied away from that. So I apologize to everybody and and the creators of Cross to Bear. Um, I'm sure they forgive you. They I'm sure do. They sure do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we love we love Jeff, and we also love that he chooses uh, great artists to work with. And uh, Dustin Newen's art in this just it's so well done like yeah. it i mean it's mostly it's mostly black and white but what i love is the careful and meticulous use of like the coloring mm -hmm. like whenever you do see color on any of these panels it's telling so much about whoever's in that that frame and uh i don't know if you noticed um i'm kind of i'm kind of jumping a little bit ahead i guess to getting into the art with this but in issue two, there's kind of two of the main characters when they're first introduced. They're standing to what I can assume is the same wall, mm -hmm. um, but Romy, who I believe is the main character or like the um, the main protagonist, um, he's standing next to this wall that has a lot of like kid drawings on it, like done with chalk or paint or something. Uh, but it's a little bit the coloring on the wall is a little bit more vibrant, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to pull it out. Um, sure. Where are you at, Romy? Oh, I passed. I'm him. glad that you remembered the names. There's so many of these little buggers in this story. These little monsters. Okay. So yeah, so so everybody watching, it's pretty much all black and white. But then you get to stills like this, and there, these colors are very, very like warm, mm -hmm. and it's just you know you kind of it it, it kind of gives like this child likeness to him. Like uh, that's one of the things too is that all, the main characters in here they're all children vampires mm -hmm. but then you get over to like billy and it's like they almost use the coloring on his wall 
uh, as kind of a foreshadow because mm. the the color tones go a little bit colder and darker. They're not mm. as like warm and vibrant as they were when Romy showed up. And like that's mm-hmm. other than like the blood spills, those are the only other colors used in this issue as far as I can tell. Um yeah. And but man, are you are you like hooked on little monsters? I'm probably not hooked, but I'm I'm very much so cuz it's only 3, right? I th- I think you're I think it is only 3, yeah. I'm very much so looking forward to the last issue because and I really wanted to say this about the series is it feels like a poem or an epic, you know what yeah. I mean? Cuz yeah. it's just it's it's telling of one story, but it's 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 interesting you know, I'm going to say it this way. It's like the events that we're witnessing seem to be in the background of the story that's being told. So four. four. Okay. Yeah. But does that make sense? Yeah. That, like the, it, the overarching like narrator bubbles, like they're telling such a story that like you're, I don't know. It's, it's not that you're like, obviously it's just, you're clearly witnessing a part of, a day in the life of these people, but it's a, a day that well, there's, there's significant. There's, it seems significant. And then there's still just so much mystery surrounding the characters still. But while we're like still getting the character building out of these main children, we're having, uh, you know, like humans are showing up that they haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. I, I think. And they seem know, confused. And they like seem, they seem, yeah. Them. Well, and then also, did you look at the, I don't know, does the back of your cover have a quote from the, from the script on it? It's um, like mine, mine has this quote on it. It says they never told us. Yeah. Same. And that's, that's a line that the character Billy uses. Hey, look at you remembering all these names. Yeah. Um, but Billy encounters this human and, and, and tastes him. And mm. his first, the first thing he says was they never told us. Mm. And it's because he he'd never taste at least he'd never tasted an adult human. I don't I don't really know if there was kid humans already around. I don't like they're probably just surviving off of rats, right? And whatever <laughs> they can find, right? But but the whole story though, it's just like it's very eerie. It's very energetic. It seems like it just is going to bounce back and forth between Romy and Billy um, and their their takes. And like Romy is the leader of their pack. He's the oldest of them all, um, but he also just still looks. He looks. I think he looks the youngest out of all of them as well. Uh, at least, yeah, the, he might. There's a, like they do vary in age. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then there's just there's a lot of foreshadowing. Like you can, and and that's what I like too. Is like there's a lot of foreshadowing in that. Like okay with the way they use the colors with Romy and Billy in their first scenes, when they're introduced in this issue, you can tell that there's something bright and shiny about him. Not just that he's the one with blonde hair and then Billy, there's something darks coming his way. That's why I think the color is toned down. And, um, mm. and it's just, I don't know. I loved it. I loved issue one. I love issue two. And uh, just to put a little pun on it, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that little monsters is uh, sunk their teeth into me. Wow! Wow! <laughs> you're you're uh, you got the little monsters vampire thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, for some reason, you and I are up to our uh, our shalogles, our, our in, teeth, uh, to our teeth. 
up to our vampire teeth and vampire stories. And this is, I, what I'm appreciating is, is that it's, I'm not a huge fan of the like Transylvanian, like, kind of vampire. Yeah. He seemed a little bit more of like along the like lines of like goth vampire. Uh, Yeah. Just like uh, emo kids who want to suck blood, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I, it's just one of those things of just like, like you're saying, there's so much mystery around it. I'm just like, man, what is this world? How does it like, what are they missing? What's like, there's a human and he's talking about having a camp. Um, yeah. what are they like? What's that? And how long has, cause they're, correct me if I'm uh, wrong, but they've just been waiting for like a century. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. So that means that like human civilization hasn't been able to pull back from whatever happened in a century, which I mean, that's, that's saying a lot. Uh, Cause humans, we, I mean, we, once we settle, we can in build upon that pretty rapidly, especially if we have prior knowledge, you know what it's saying? Yeah. But I guess maybe some of the people in this world don't seem to have an understanding of like the world that had happened before. Or am I thinking of something? I think I might be thinking of something else that I read. I actually am thinking of something else that I read. Never mind. Forget that I said <laughs> that. Forgotten. That was Dark Beach. But that's a different <laughs> thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, for me, I mean, I'm definitely going to ride all the way out to the end. I'm loving the art. Um, I think Jeff Lemire was just like, I don't know how to do color. So you need to do this. Um, yeah. But uh, not even that. I think there's a lot like. This is a lot weightier than it's not heavy. The art by any means, really, but it's it's heavier than uh, Lemire could not yeah. could do, but uh, typically does in his art. Well, yeah, and it's like you know, you look, you know, at what we recently finished with May's book, and he did story and art for that, and it's it's a little bit more sketchy, and I don't mean that in like it's sketchy as in like uh, you know, don't don't go there. It's just like it's more like he just sketched it out on a pad um, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, he probably tweaked it and all that, but it, it and like, that's also just like his style of art, which, right. uh, and, and he, he's going to use his art when he deems it right. Um, mm-hmm. But when he has a story that he knows he needs, yeah, like more boldness in the art in a way, uh, just mm-hmm. more weight, as you said, just thicker art, more expressionistic art. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm still just stuck on like primordial. The, the artwork, yeah. man, well, the artwork yeah. in that. So, but now let's not go back down another Jeff hole because we, no. we get. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, this is definitely staying in my pool box, man. So, same. Um, very much looking forward to it. The well, ending, let's just say this, I won't spoil it, but the ending of this just got, I'm like, all right, well, Got to get into issue number three. Not that I wasn't going to, but just how it ends. I'm just like, damn, it's such yeah. a good, such a good last two frames. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's I, I, I wanted to touch on that because those last few frames on the last page. When Romy's just regular image and the person you encounter says, who are you? And he just kind of lifts his lip up and shows one of his fangs. Yeah. Like that's that was just brilliant transition yeah that's that's fascinating that's yeah it's fantastic well and it, it also just it, it embodies Romy's 
kind of innocence mm. as well. Cause he's not like, he's not showing, he's not like a, a dog growling at you. Like he's just mm. like, yeah, here's, here's what I am. Here's, here's one of my things. And yeah. yeah. So it was great. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to continue on that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Four issues total. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Well, last but not least, I would say, do you want to, you want to kick this one off? Uh, sure. I should have went with little, uh, uh, for the other ones, if I was kicking them off, <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is, so I, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on what's this. Oh, some, this is from vault. So man, we're all over the shop this week. We got behemoth. Yeah. We had vault. We had scout. We had Marvel. Hot damn. Good job. everybody. Yeah. Good job. So this is West of Sundown, number one, by Tim Seeley and Aaron Campbell, drawn by uh, Jim Terry, colored by Triana Farrell, lettered by Crank. Um, yeah. That's pretty sick. I am a... So I'll just say the premise first before I start telling you what it is about. It seems to just be that there is a vampire raised from the dead that was in a slumber for some time. Um, yeah. the opening is kind of left a little bit ambiguous. It seems that there's this civil war soldier standing who has a ridiculous name, by the way, his name yeah. is his first name is Dooley. Yeah, yeah there it is. His name Dooley. is on Sean Nessie. It's a ridiculous name. It's fantastic. It's, <laughs> it's somebody very... is offended. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's just like it's just the I'm, I just read it. I'm like, what the hell? I'm also not like the strongest reader in the world, so a word that looks like that just threw me through a loop. But yeah, he's a Civil War soldier, and he seems to be standing over graves, and there seems to be something. You can already tell that things are already weird because he's dragging a body that doesn't seem to be fully dead, even though it's dead. You know, it seems to be a living dead situation. Yeah. Um, and then he digs up this vampire woman who it's, I got to say, it's interesting you mentioned that, but go on. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> digs up this vampire woman. And then there's a hard jump to 10 years in the future. Which yeah. is, I'm like, oh, that was kind of like jarring. I, then I was expecting them to kind of keep jumping decades, but they just hard jumped to 10 years in the future. And that's where the story picks up. So yeah. she's, uh, oh, Mr. O'Doul. I'm going to just call him uh, Dooley. Yeah. Dooley has been helping the vampire mistress whose name is Miss Constance Dar Abend. Well, there's a term for him in, in a vampire lore. He's the familiar. Familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I learned something from watching uh, what we do in the shadows with my girlfriend. <laughs> that was but, a great um, show. It is a good. Are you show. talking about? The, have you watched the movie? No, I haven't. But uh, I heard I would like it. Yeah, I so, mean, if you like the show, you'll probably like the movie. I I am a big fan of this kind of art. The like it's cartoony, but it's also like a little like you were saying about the other one, grungy. It's not yeah. like super. And again, this isn't like I'm not. Uh, like i said i like this it's not like super clean and like very pristine yeah. it's it's very like i don't want to say fast lines because that's not it either but you know it's well i mean there's just a lot of like just really good like jagged shading over clear mm -hmm. drawn lines and it's like i'm a huge fan of that oh yeah no and that's that's very very intentional because it's separating out the main character constants from like 
the monstrosity of humanity. Mm. That's how I read into mm. it anyway, because like if you look, uh, if you like just look at the the panels and every time that she's in it, she very much stands out. She's very pale, red dress, dark hair. But then you just look at everybody else and it's like you don't really want to stay on the panels like where Dooley is. Mm. Um, he's not like an attractive person to look at. But then when you get into the future, he, he becomes a little bit more attractive. Um, I mean, mm. this this page is brilliant, um, by the way. Yeah, that's a very, very good use of a splash page. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I like that. the Again, that the art is being used in contrast to the main character. And then the only times that you see her matching the rest of the art is like here when she becomes the monster again. Mm. And a big tagline um, of this comic, too. It's on the front here. Yeah. Um, a young country still still uh, determining its monsters. Mm. And again, that's why I said, like, it's interesting that you mentioned, like, a possible living dead situation, mm. um, mm -hmm. because I don't. I don't think we're just going to be stuck with vampires in this series. I, I think that this is a full on, like we're going to see the living dead. We're going to see possibly mummies. We're going to see Frankensteins and werewolves. I think, I think we're going to get the whole shebang here. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited and uh, yeah, man, just the, the cover too. Like we said last week, I bet you anybody who saw it sitting on the shelf was like, I'll take that. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Just like an old movie, phenomenal. Yeah, old yeah, movie poster, right? And it's a, a grindhouse film. That's what it felt like. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it's it's a western horror vampire story, as far as we know. But I again, I think it's I think it's a monster story. I don't think it's just vampire. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm. I don't know why. In this context, I'm stoked about like what I would call like the American horror uh, mythology, you know, or yeah. whatever that is. Just these weird tropes that we have and these weird horror creatures that we keep coming back to. Um, I, I'm, I'm really, and obviously part of it is because a lot of them are in the public domain and people can use them however they want, but it's really cool to get to see, you know, how all these different artists interpret or utilize these things of having, you know, cause I, I keep going back to this uh, comic that I haven't even finished reading. I need to go back and finish it, but the all nighters, which is by Chip Zdarsky. Um, where it's vampires in a diner and it's yeah. like, you can have those stories and it makes sense because of the lore of vampires, but you can also have something like this where they're living for a long time and they have their familiar helping them and all those other things, which is again, true to the lore and true to the, to the canon yeah. of vampires. Well, and, and that's another thing too. And this is something I'm going to say for all the vampire stuff that we've talked about today. I like that there's just the assumption now that like, okay, there's not really more we can add to the lore of vampires. It's been done for three, 400 years. Like mm -hmm. I think, I think vampire lore finds its origin in like the late 17th century. Uh, and even back then, like we didn't, we didn't see the pasty whites until like the mid 18th century. So it had about a hundred years before we have like what we know as like the modern vampire. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, it, it is, this comic especially is just assuming, like, you already know the lore of vampires. And I think it's also just going to assume as it goes on, as probably more monsters get revealed, that um, the, the, the lore is already there. And so they're not trying to toy with that. They're trying to use that as, like, this is the norm. 
mm-hmm. and we're going to tell a really good story. Um, yeah. And and I do think that this first issue too, though, like at times it's you know I I do have like one qualm, and I think it's going to be fixed, but it just there there's just such a lack of depth of the character building so far. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that this first issue really is just it's more of the the tease to it, like we're going to get into this more. And and you do see that. And I I also like love the title. I don't know if I said this last week, but I was I thought I about it for a little bit. I thought about I thought about it for a little bit because I was telling my wife about it. And she's like, well, what's the sundown? What does that mean? I'm like, think about it. West of sundown. That's that's dark. That's night. It's always mm-hmm. night. And so I thought that that even just the title now to me is just like, that's so clever and like genius that yeah. that's that's how they're approaching it. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's looking like it's going to be a fun read to me, and I'll you know we'll we'll see how issue two goes. Um, how many how many issues? Let's see here. But yeah, this, I mean, I, I'm fine. I'm finding that we need to be more prepared on how many issues. Well, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm really hoping that the covers do remain kind of in the same like grindhouse as theme and whatever, and yeah. I yeah. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really getting uh, enjoying getting to explore this mythology. Um, yeah. So if if you Let's haven't see. gotten it, go pick it up. Yeah. And if you have picked it up, good on you. You did it. I hope you enjoy reading it like we did. Hmm. So Not far, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know uh, if if there's going to be. I mean, there has to be more because it, it did end on a cliffhanger. So maybe, right, yeah. I, I I will say I hope this doesn't become one of those like series that's like oh we're just gonna release the next one when we can yeah it's, like you it see might, that sometimes maybe yeah yeah um that's how like, uh, Dark Blood was it felt when we were reading Dark Blood that's why I missed so many issues yeah because it was just it felt so sporadic yeah and I don't know if it was but it just felt that way. And yeah. I guess the fact that it was f- true for both of us means it probably was sporadic. Then. Well, and, and, and another one that you got me on, I don't know if you've continued with it, but uh, we don't kill spiders. Yeah, I again, that's yeah, well, that's also vault. Um, no, it's it's black caravan, which is uh, oh, yeah, Scout. right. Yeah, you're oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, I actually have that up here or somewhere. Yeah, actually right here. Look at that. Um, which I, I do think the next issue is coming out. In the next couple of weeks, I know I have issue four somewhere that I haven't read, um, and I really enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, we both really enjoyed that. It's good Viking horror, so yeah, actually, it's fun. I might try to. I got so much stuff I have to do tonight after this, but I would like to read that at some point in time. Actually, I'm I'm looking at it. No, that's another one. I have so many comics. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, how about we uh, we land this plane better than cross to bear? oh no buddy don't say that uh, i'm sorry i just i'm 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 i i'm i am a little back. i'm a little mad about how it how it ended and so i just i need to know if anybody else feels the same as me well <laughs> hit us up in the comments everybody well i yep. guess since you you open this bad boy i'll i'll close it how does that yeah. sound all right let's do it or you do well, it thanks <laughs> thanks pals for uh for watching along listening along however you uh follow us make sure that you follow us on all the socials on tiktok twitter instagram facebook we're on all of them you can find uh me it's stoned and nerdy on twitter and on instagram 
You can find Mark on as Mark Dills on Instagram. And do you have a, a TikTok? Yeah, my TikTok's Mark and Sixth, but I've uh, I've been playing with our TikTok more lately. Um, yeah. My TikTok's more just for like fun stuff that I'm just like, I'm bored. I'm going to throw something together and maybe get a few likes and follows and who knows. But TikTok's a weird world, man. Yeah, I'm I'm letting you dig into that one. But uh, yeah, I we forgot to say this up to the top, but big shout out and thank you to the IWEP network for hosting us and having us. Uh, Anthony was one of the people who commented earlier mentioning the... Uh, trailer Madness trailer yep yeah so uh yeah go i think i can't remember what show they have on tonight but there'll be another episode of one of the podcasts on the uh network tonight it's either tornado tags or i think it's tornado tag or truth behind illusion either way check out iwep network on facebook and then they'll have whatever show is going on there so yeah Thank you for everything. Thank you for hanging out with us, guys. Make sure to follow and subscribe and like all the stuff. And uh, Mark, are you ready for... Do you want to say the catchphrase this week that I came up with last time as the sign-off? Uh, what was it? We'll, we'll see you next poll week. Same same, same poll week. time, same poll place. There we go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was channel. Who knows? Same poll um, channel. It doesn't matter. All righty. All uh, right. Have a good one, folks. Make sure that you enjoy your week. And uh, yeah, pool something. Oh, that's a bad thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.